Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is the Migs cast. My name is Steve Miggs. Thank you guys for listening. I am here with my buddy, the Reverend in Fuego. Hello! And uh, Glenn is not with us today. And, um... I guess we'll just get right into it. In a little bit, we're going to have our buddy Levi Lyon. He's going to be swinging by with uh, with uh, with his buddy Chad from uh, 25trees.com, uh, which is a recreational pot shop. they got a great show coming up called uh, Old School Night at the Dome. And it's, I mean, a who's who of all the hip-hop artists that I grew up listening to. Yeah. Uh, Buster Rhymes, DMX, E-40, Method Man and Red Man, Too Short. I mean, the Brat and Digital Underground guys are going to be there. It's just an unreal show that's at the Tacoma Dome on December 16th, which is a... Uh, Friday night, mm-hmm. and you can get tickets at oldschoolnight.com. So we're going to be talking to them in a little bit. Uh, Glenn's not here, and um, uh, it, Glenn will be back next week. It's not about like, hey, Glenn's no longer going to be on the podcast. We obviously, uh, I'm bummed that he's not here because he just had a phenomenal show with the boys in window pane yeah. for, for our bro Matt Coke, our overnight sensation here at KISW, a big birthday celebration that was just so much fun from every band that I watched. It was so much fun. And once again, window pane. I don't know what it is about those guys. Each time I see them, <laughs> it's the best time I've ever seen them. And and <laughs> this time was yet another reason for that. Well, this time you could remember the show, too. I still say that Migs Fest was their best performance. <laughs> what, what do you remember from that? Us singing. Oh, okay. Well, then, <laughs> there you go. Then, yes, absolutely. Uh, but, uh, but Glenn, I talked to him yesterday. And I wasn't going to share this originally. I was just going to say, hey, he's not able to be here. And we'll move on. But he posted it on his Facebook page. And I know there's a lot of his Facebook friends that that listen to our podcast that are new to our podcast because of Glenn and uh, which I think is just awesome uh, and so many great things have happened because of Glenn being on our podcast and yeah. making it he's made it a lot of fun for the three of us we have a great time some great ideas from Migs Fest to the Wing Demonium that we're going to do in the near future <laughs> to uh, bringing a lot of the local music scene on board for the silliness that we do here on on the Migs Cast it's not a local music podcast. But there's definitely a local music flavor to our podcast because, well, those are our brothers. It's almost, uh, I, I think at this point it would be more of a local music podcast than it would be a wrestling Watch podcast. Watch your mouth. Oh, sorry. This oh. is still a wrestling podcast. Let's does, not forget. Does this count as our oblig- obligatory uh, wrestling chat? Uh, looking at all my show notes, yes, this is our obligatory <laughs> wrestling <laughs> conversation. on which. <laughs> but uh, Glenn posted this, and I talked to him yesterday, and man, I, my heart goes out to him, and uh, as the day went on, I realized you ever have like a lot of friends that are all friends with a certain person that you don't know but you just immediately assume well they're they must be cool they're friends with all the people i give a crap about so by default there must be an awesome person well uh sadly uh, a man by the name of joel eggard passed away due to a motorcycle accident um i believe he was taking off life support this morning at five in the morning um which i don't know how the accident happened i read some of the reports online um where he, he was going about 50 miles per hour and was thrown from his bike like tens and tens and like 50, 60 feet away from his bicycle. And it's one of the more, like, 
Man, my heart goes out to anyone who rides a motorcycle. I know there's a lot of people out there that ride and love to ride. I have a lot of friends that ride, and it's something that I've always thought about, but I've also thought that this is it's just terrifying because you're, and again, I don't know how this accident happened, but the first thing I think of is that there's just a lot of people not paying attention on the roads. And it's really hard, um, especially when they're not paying attention, to be a, motor, uh, to be a biker out there because mm-hmm. You have to not only look out for the fact that you're riding on a two-wheel machine. Right. Now you have to pay attention to everybody because no one's paying attention to you. At all. There's a lot of people that just don't realize that, hey, your car might have some blind spots and maybe you should. And and look, I was guilty of it once. I'll never forget the one time I almost hit a motorcyclist and it was the worst feeling in the world and it didn't help that he spent the entire time on I-5 following me side by side with me, giving me the finger. (laughs) And I didn't know how to articulate to him that, yes, I do deserve it. I wasn't fully paying attention. I'll never forget. I was going to the Tacoma Dome uh, at a, a, a friend of mine with me and we were going to see a Monday night or a SmackDown or Oh, okay. Here's our, here's, yeah. our, here's our wrestling talk. We were, <laughs> we were going to see a wrestling event, and this is many, many, when I was working at the end. I rem- I'll never forget because we we're going to go to the show, and then later on we were going to El Corazon or Graceland or whatever it's called to go check out the band Seether. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was one of those kind. And, and I remember we were so pumped, and we we're driving down, and I was going to get into the carpool lane. And as I'm turning, I looked in my mirrors, and I was turning, I almost sideswiped a motorcyclist. And <laughs> yeah. It was one of those feelings where I'm like, oh my God. I, I mean, that's how precious life is, like how quickly it could be taken from us. And ever since then, my wife laughs at me, and I don't care. I am like the biggest look at the mirrors. Now look over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Look over my shoulder again. Because I'm ter- Look, if I hit a car, I hit a car. I mean, hopefully everyone's going to be okay. I think more often than not, you know, you, you're protected. But the idea of someone on the road, like you said, on two wheels and not nothing around them other than a, a leather jacket and maybe some leather pants. And hopefully a helmet, you know. But right. beyond that, it's it, nothing else. So, again, this is just me going off of a tangent because I just don't really know how to approach it other than I wanted to share Glenn's Facebook post because I know I am positive a lot of people who listen to our podcast know this guy mm-hmm. and are heartbroken. And like I said, I... I be lying if I said I ever met him or knew him. We might have crossed paths. Uh, his picture, obvi- I saw a lot of his pictures being posted. He looks very familiar, but that also might be because he was at the show on Friday night where Windowpane was playing. Wow. So it's just like I'm seeing those pictures, and it's just heartbreaking. Uh, and it's heartbreaking for me because I know a lot of my friends are hurting, and and it just makes you kind of be more reflective of how like I mentioned, A, how precious life is, and B, like a lot of times we think about holding our family close, but it's like, let's not forget about our friends. Our Mm -hmm. friends are like what keeps us going every day. And uh, this sounds like this guy is a guy that kept a lot of people going with his energy and and, and how good of a person he is. Uh, Glenn posted this and it said, uh, Tawny is his girl, and I spent most of the morning and afternoon at Harborview with Joel Eggert and his family and loved ones. I don't have any more I can possibly say. There are no words that can cover this or somehow explain. Joel touched our lives and we are better for it. We spent time with him, said our goodbyes. I'm grateful and better for having known him. Today, cut me in half. I love you, man. Thanks for being there. You'll always be with us, brother. We carry you or we'll carry you. And I talked with Glenn yesterday before he even posted this and just the heartbreak in his voice. Mm -hmm. It's... I know this isn't a fun thing to talk about on the podcast, but, you know, Glenn's our brother, and we love you, and everyone who listens from uh, our my boy uh, James, who's in uh, System 7, he posted something as well about Joel, saying, I didn't know as well as I would have liked, but he had an unmistakable spirit about him, and his presence was calming and friendly. One of those guys you just couldn't help but like, and it seemed like he touched quite a few lives. 
Um, and when I would see him, it's like reacquainting with an old friend again. Another guy that we've had on our podcast, all the boys in um, uh, the Van Epps, Matt, mm-hmm. the front man, he posted something saying, trying to heal my heart, Joel, you were a strong soul, my friend. You always lit up the area with your inspiring kindness. Uh, I'll miss running into you, and I'll miss those bear hugs I always look forward to when I saw you at a show. Thank you for being a light for us all. Apparently, this Joel guy was like, as much of a supporter of the local music scene as you can find. And he was doing, I know he was doing some charity stuff beforehand because I had- Porn jam. Yeah, and I was reading a bunch of posts because I saw uh, just a couple of posts some uh, some from some Facebook friends who, the same thing, I, I may have met Joel at some point, I don't know. Right. Um, it, but everyone just had this outpouring and I was just reading all these comments and someone was like, he had just done some, done some stuff to help out the community the, in the last couple of days. And it's just... I, I I think it's an awesome thing to be able to ha- reach the point where someone says you uh, it, their life was a better place because yeah. you were in it, and I think that's something to strive for. So out of all the terrible things, it's it's that's a, a way to be, and it, it just it sounds like that was the way he was, and that's I think that's the way that anyone would want to be remembered. Yeah, I would imagine that he, uh, like many of us, don't realize the impact that we might have on people that we care about. And you would hope that if there is a, a, another place where like, we all hope that we can look down upon mm-hmm, all of us, mm-hmm. that he can look down and have a huge smile and, and a moment of, of pride knowing that there were so many people who cared and loved him like a family member yeah. and were inspired by him. So um, I know even like our boy Richie from Thunder Beast, he was good friends with the guy. I mean, it's insane. Everybody that we know, most of the bands we've ever even had on this podcast or talked about on our podcast are all grieving right now. So I don't know if they're even going to be listening to this podcast. I, and But I hope that if they are, just look, we love you guys. And our heart goes out to you guys. Uh, even when I, and Ari and Mike, he posted pictures because yeah. he took pictures at their wedding. Um and, and my boy Sean, who's in the guessing game, who we just recently talked about because he jammed with Candlebox. Yeah. Um, a great drummer. And uh, he, he posted something, and I thought this is like just the power of music. Because, I mean, obviously, this is all surrounding around people that are musicians. And this Seattle scene that I think people are starting to now pay attention to, like, there's a really cool, loving Seattle scene that's not Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Nirvana, obviously. It's this this local rock scene that's going on. And then there's other genres obviously as well, but there's just a lot of brotherhood. There's a lot of sisterhood that's going on. And I know a lot of people are grieving. So this is just our way of showing some love for a man that we might not know, but we know you guys do. And absolutely for that reason alone, I have the utmost respect for him and and love for him because I know that he's touched so many people who I care about. So, I mean, it's all, it's, it all intertwines in my head. Um, Sean, is in the band The Guessing Game. And he posted something because there's a song of theirs. I remember when we had them on that I even told Jeff, I remember even emailing Jeff like this emo email about how <laughs> it just like, you know, brought me to tears because it, just a moment in my life, the lyrics were hitting me in a certain way. And oddly enough, it was also uh, Joel's favorite song of The Guessing Game because oh, Sean wow. posted on his Facebook saying, looking forward to Guessing Game rehearsals tonight. Music heals. And here's that yeah. one cut that our fallen brother totally loved. Hashtag respect. So I wanted to play it, um, and I'm not. We're not going to talk over it. We're just going to let it play. Maybe just take a moment to just think about the people in your life, and 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 let them know that you give a s about them. I almost cursed, Rev. Sorry, <laughs> uh, because it does go a long way. I would hope that it sounds like everybody had such great experiences with him. Um, I, I would imagine that his heart was full of love, 
uh, for everybody as well. Um, so this is the guessing game. It's called Dear God, and I felt like it was the perfect song to play. One of Joel's favorite songs as well. So rest in peace, brother. Uh, for everybody that listens and knows that guy, just know that Rev and I have nothing but love for you guys, and I hope you guys are handling this to the best of your abilities.
that's a guessing game. Dear God, great local band. And that one's uh, for Joel. A lot of people love you, man. All right, well, um, you know, it's going to be a tough one today uh, without Glenn, without his energy. Um, yeah, yeah. And I know that I probably brought the room down. I'm sorry. I just... You have to do it with something like this. It, it, it affects a community that is... Uh, has been the lifeblood for one of the members of the mix cast yeah. for so long, and by extension, like you said, we even if we don't know the person, we know the people who are hurting. Yeah, and so you, it's one of the things that we do on this podcast. Not everything is going to be fun and goofy and ridiculous. More often than not, they are. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, and you know, every once in a while, people hurt, and yeah. so you can't just sweep it under, or else it just bubbles over, or you know, stays under there, and then you won't be able to have a good release for it. And I have a tough time. I, I, I when, when my friends are hurting, it hurts me. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, no different than the podcast. I mean, I, hell, I have a tattoo of a heart on my arm. Uh, I, I wear a heart on my sleeve, and I think this podcast yeah. also wears its heart on its sleeve as well. So um, now we've got a couple buddies in. We're going to talk about some fun stuff right now. So we got our boy Levi and Chad here in to talk about old school night at the Dome. Levi, back again. What up? You have to be like the. I, I would. I'm trying to compare you to something like. Who has been on a guest, like a guest on a talk show the most? Oh, uh, I would say maybe like Alec Baldwin on SNL. Yes, you're our Alec Baldwin. <laughs> awesome. Minus the awesome Trump. Well, I don't know. Do you do a good Trump impression? No. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best. You're fired. There you go. We got Chad here as well. Chad, what's going on, my man? Uh, another day in paradise, brother. Right on. Right on. Well, uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about. Um, obviously, whenever Levi's got something cool going on, I want to bring him in to talk about it. And the one thing that I'm most excited about, and let me see if this thing will work let's see oh wrong song of course well, it, it works it worked though here we go do you remember this song no you don't remember buster rhymes Check it out. see the only thing you need to do right here i is remember buster rhymes your freaking head yeah. Nice. Part yeah, of the man. legends. Part of the legends. Yeah, they're freaking neck. What? Buster Rhymes is coming to town. Yeah. That is so cool. To the Tacoma Dome, along with like pretty much every single hip hop artist that I grew up listening to. DMX, E40, Method Man and Red Man, Too Short, Cocaine, local guy, he's gonna be there as well. Farside. Farside's awesome. DeBrat, Money B and Young Hump of Digital Underground. And you're calling this old school night at the dome. Yeah. And Levi, tell us a little bit about obviously I just told everyone who's playing. <laughs> tell me about what's going on with all of this. It's Friday, December 16th at the Tacoma Dome. Uh, and I really I brought Chad in from Two Five Trees. They're the ones that are producing this show and, and putting it on. Uh, it, it's it, I'll let Chad talk about it, but yeah. it, there's it's a great cause behind the whole the whole event. Yeah, so uh, basically, get up into the microphone, Chad. Basically, we're having a concert to do awareness of everything that's going on in our industry these days. Uh, the old school night is produced by Two Five Trees. And I feel that uh, we have a multi-billion dollar industry and there's zero education being done. And so I've kind of taken into my own hands to throw a concert that uh, we are going to be educating everybody in between each artist with uh, pieces of education. I'm kind of like a child going through a seizure 
and uh, basically looking out at the crowd and saying, this is how you need to start to educate your family. Um, this could be your brother or sister. Instead of having a bunch of gangbangers standing in a corner smoking blunts, you know there's 10 times more things that go on with this industry than people really understand. And so I've kind of brought it to... You know, the old school night at the Dome would be the demographics, you know, between 30 and 45. So there are going to be a bunch of parents out there that are looking for ways to try to educate their their kids. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I mean, the the, the crowd that you're appealing to are people in my age in their 40s and, and most people in their 40s are having children unlike me who's still a child but like you know what I mean like you, you got I didn't even think about that kind of a demographic you got them all in one room now you can preach to them well it's not even preaching it's just bringing awareness you know in little pieces not shoving it down your throat nobody's coming to this concert to be educated on marijuana well I say preach I mean I say that as like just a, a term yeah I, mean, I, sure. I, I, get, I get what you mean yeah I'm not like someone's gonna get up in front of a pulpit marijuana is awesome damn it <laughs> and it's you know we're, we're working on doing a tour, you know, music and medicine, um, mm-hmm. partnered up with Curtis Young, which is Dr. Dre's first son. Okay. Um, and so he will be there. And he'll be there as well. Yes. Uh, him and cocaine, legendary cocaine, you know, has been around for 27 years back with Ruthless Records. Yep. And so just trying to bring all this awareness together and working together. Because it's just, it's something that's passionate to me. I don't know if you've come across the book. It's by Jesse Ventura. I'm a big wrestling guy and I love Jesse Ventura. He's one of the more interesting guys and he's ran for governor and run uh, governor of Minnesota and all this crazy stuff. But recently, his most recent cause is that he wrote a book about the the positive impact of marijuana and how it affected him and his own life. And I don't know who it is in his family. Um, but uh, someone in his family, it might be his wife or his girlfriend or someone along those lines, battles seizures. And that's why it was interesting when you brought that up. And, and his whole book is about the fact that had it not been for medical marijuana, the seizures would still be going on. And it's helped this person and it's changed his life because he spent the entire days and nights of his life just terrified of, well, what's going to happen is the person that I love going to drop on the floor and go into a seizure and completely maybe this could be the one that takes their life or what? And since using medical marijuana, that person is no longer having seizures. And it, it's, it's interesting when, when a guy like him, because he's a very, um, you know, he sometimes has these crazy conspiracy theories. He has this, he has that. But when, when something personal happened to him and he's like, I got to write a book about this. I was just like, that is powerful. And I thought, thought that was a, such a great testament to the fact that it is more than just, I mean, hey, look, we've all been guilty of just sitting on a couch getting really stoned and playing video games. But there's other things that marijuana can do for people that are way more beneficial than just making video games more awesome. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what we're focused on. You know what I mean? Try and take the stigma away. Yeah. You know, everybody thinks that it's a gateway drug or this is just something that people are using recreational. But it's it's way more than that. I mean, if you watch a kid go through a seizure and you put a tincture or rub cannabis butter on the bottom of their feet and they come out of their seizure, I mean, that's that's so powerful to watch, you know? And I mean, that could be your brother or your sister, you yeah. know? And how would you want to take that away from them instead of putting a pharmaceutical down their throat that they're still going through their seizures. And who knows what the hell is going on to their body because of those exactly chemical-made products. You know, it's just, it, it's a scary time. And I, yeah, I would imagine that when it all of a sudden it hits somebody personally, then all of a sudden, and you hope that people don't have to deal with it on a personal level. So that's why it's great for people like yourself. And like I brought up Jesse Ventura, it's like they went through this crap and saw the benefit of 
how their their lives have been impacted positively, and hopefully people could have open ears in those kind of a situations. But it's for sure. And, and, and in these situations, it's not like as if like these tinctures and these rubs are getting people high. These are just helping cope with whatever ailments that they're coping with. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I have a. Uh one of my best friends, her mom was an art teacher for 34 years in the Puyallup school districts, and uh, she couldn't move her hands. She started using a topical, and she called me up. She's like, this is the most amazing thing. I feel like I can play the piano. Damn. So how do you, you get know? to the point where I'm like, how can someone not hear that? You know what I mean? Like, that's the frustrating part in my world is that I understand there's everyone's got their political convictions, and but when you see somebody whose lives have been impacted by it, how could you, like, in good conscience go, no, I still don't think it's good. It's still a gateway drug. It's still this. It's still that. That's got to be the most aggravating thing about all this. Well, because it hasn't hit home to them yet. You know, the minute it hit, hits home, then guess what? You, you have an advocate on your hands. I mean, look at the doctors who are coming from Florida all over the states coming to Washington and moving here. Look at look at the development of housing right now. It's going through the roof. Right. Do you think it has something to do with cancer? I think so. I mean, you look at all these doctors moving here because they see the benefit. They have a child that has seizures and there's no other place for them to go but here. It's interesting because you bring up the point that, uh, Steve, you brought it up at, like, you know, you listen to, like, you know, Buster Rhymes, DMX, and all these other people that you have uh, these people who are in their 30s and 40s a lot of the times doing this. And uh, that was when the D.A.R.E. program was going on and it was like the most evil of the evil, you know, weed, like you said, yep. it's going to be a gateway drug and everyone was indoctrinated on that. And so this is finally giving them... Uh, you know, giving the people of that age a chance to realize that it's not all bad. And then, like you said, it gives you a chance to explain it to your kids. Um, and hopefully now that they've seen that this is a totally changing landscape, that it's not all bad. Well, and I have a lot of friends who are trying to figure out how to talk to their kids. It's like sex ed. I mean, it's a, it's a conversation that people are a little scared to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, how do I show my kids this? And so that's what we're trying to build the platform and our concert. You know, that's why there's 10 artists on there. So in between each artist, we're able to have a 30 second video to try, try to educate, not shove it down your throat. You know, there will be a program when you come in with websites to be able to link up and go further educate yourself. Nice. But I just want to show some awareness, you know, and it just it really bothers me that once again, it's a billion dollar industry and our government isn't doing one thing to educate. This is prohibition. We have the ability right now to do this correctly if we come together and do it but they're not so I'm spending my money to try to do it you know it's 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 something that's passionate to me that's why I'm in this business it's not just about money and that's the sad thing everybody thinks all all these guys are making all this money and they're not doing anything with it and I want to make a difference I actually give a about my community well, I think once it's okay. Don't worry. We we've got buttons to fix that kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> I like the passion. Though. That's when the curses come out. I know I'm the same way. Whenever I'm feeling passionate, my wife gets the arm. It's like, can you stop using the f word? I'm like, I'm just really upset about this right now. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys a question. Do you yeah. know what the difference between recreational marijuana and medical marijuana is? In my ignorant ways, what I gather is that medical marijuana can be like the CBD oils and the different types of strains that, that not necessarily getting people high, but can help them with uh, whether it be uh, appetite, whether it be with pain. Uh, and then recreational, of course. I mean, you got the, the indicas, the sativas, all the different edibles. That's my – and Rev, you feel free to Yeah, it seems about me, the, same wrong, the same line as me. It's like when you hear the, when you hear the CBD, it is for medicinal use. For the most part, yeah, it's not going to get you high. 
or a, a, a lot less. And so here's the misconception what everybody has. When, you, when you're looking at a medical store and a recreational store, the medical stores are the wild, wild west. There is zero accountability. The testing is not there. Everybody holds medical up to a higher standard. And in today's industry, this is what Washington has done to try taking it away. When you take those medicals away where you're not testing that product. So if you're a medical patient, you deserve kind of like, let's say, a 10 milligram edible. Okay. Okay. Instead of a cookie when in the medical world, like, hey, this brownie or cookie, be careful. It's really strong. Well, you can't give that to a medical patient because it's going to knock them out for two days. You've got to dose them kind of like a Vicodin. So you've got to basically have a 10 milligram. And if this one helps you take another one, if it's, if it's not quite enough, but you're not taking a full brownie and knocking yourself out for two days where the recreational every five pounds is tested. Yep. Okay, and so what that is doing, that's keeping you from bud rot, any pesticides that are making you sick. It's like I think about the days of before recreational shops where you were able to say, oh, this has 10 milligrams, I can eat two of these and I'll be okay. I remember the days where it's like, eat just a crumb off of this brownie and <laughs> we don't know, maybe it's going to, and then you're like, it's not hitting me. And then all of a sudden you eat the other half and next thing you know, like you said, I'm out cold for the next couple of days and I have no idea where I was. I ate the whole, I ate the whole pot of brownies. It was so bad. <laughs> I ate the whole pot of brownies. But it's true, like nowadays, you can say, okay, this I can handle this, and I, I never really made that connection. Did you ever think when you decided to get into business in the world of recreational pot shop, which two five threes, just shop two five, two, five trees. Th- two five trees? It's like my own, even though I can't pronounce certain words right. Like my brain is telling me to pronounce that right. It's like no, <laughs> two five trees. Shop the lo- number two, the number five, then trees dot com to find out information about you guys. Did you ever think like you would go into this business and then have? All these things to think about, like the, the, the pot strains and the, the rot and, and, and whatever it may be. Like, I mean, you know. Did I ever think I'd be in this? I mean, shoot. Growing up, did I ever think it was going to be legal? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? It blows my mind every day still to this day that, like, to see how nice they are. It's not like you're walking into, like, you know, Uncle Vic's basement and, you know, he's got fireworks in one corner and then he's got <laughs> marijuana in the other. It's like, I mean, these, these shops are nicer than coffee shops that you go to nowadays. And it's, that's got to be a trip. It is. I mean, let's, let's, it's a billion dollar industry. I mean, it's, we're going to be the Fortune 500 companies. You yeah, know, well, they say like some like some X amount of million dollars a day when you collectively put all the marijuana shops here in, in Washington. It's like several million dollars a day that they're making. Where's the money going, though? I wish in my pocket. <laughs> I mean, it should be going to our schools, our roads. I mean, I, I just don't see where it's going. Education. How do you get all these then groups involved in this? Well, it was, like you said at the beginning of this, it was driving around in my truck, like listening to music. It's like, what inspired me? And it's just, what are people going to relate to? Who who are going to want to hear these guys? I mean, Red Man, Meth Man. I grew up listening to those guys every day. The day that I won my lottery license for Washington, I ran into Red Man in New York at Hemp Fest. You know, and so it was like that was that was a sign for me when I'm doing this concert. It's like I gotta have that guy. You know? And also, I mean, I don't just listen, but watch as well. I mean, I love the Red Man, Red Man movies for sure, for sure. <laughs> the funniest. Did they do How High? Yeah, yes, that was a great movie. Come on, they're you. smoking their best friend. <laughs> it's the best way to tribute your best friend and get A's. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> who, who, who'd 
thought that was a great. I mean, look, I enjoyed the film, but how do you run that by Hollywood? Right. Here's the premise: we're gonna smoke our friend, and it's gonna make us smarter. <laughs> sure, sure, why not? Well, you guys are popular. All right, fine. Do whatever it, it you worked, want. Though. It, it worked. It was a good, <laughs> memorable movie. One of the classics for us growing up. And Belly was Belly was one of my favorite movies as well growing up. Belly. Belly. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, you've got to watch it. Okay. Got to watch it. It's got all the artists in it. I mean, the soundtrack's absolutely phenomenal. I will. Great movie. Nice. And then, so for you, Levi, how do you get involved in all this craziness? I just love to rock and roll. <laughs> rock and roll! I just want to be at all the cool spots, man. You know, we got the party. We're going to bring the party bus out to uh, the event. And we've already got a couple of them already rented out. So, uh, but we'll have the party buses down there. And, you know, of course, providing safety, you know, getting everybody to and from the Tacoma Dome yeah. safe. So, well, I don't have, uh, forget that, I mean, we've known each other since high school. I, yeah, we're high school buds. When you're driving your Trans Am around. <laughs> oh, no. Nice. You had a Trans Am? I had the bitching Camaro. Oh, right. Did uh, you have the black one with the gold logo on the? It was a. It was a Camaro. Oh, it was a Camaro. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like totally white zombied out, Pantera'd out, nice, and, and uh, smoking reefer in high school and <laughs> driving a bitching Camaro, bitching Camaro. Was that the Dead Kennedy song? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that song. I think that. I mean, every punk rocker want to have a Camaro just because of that song. Absolutely, I did. <laughs> so, who, who are you most excited to check out at this show? I, I'm most excited for Buster Rhymes. Yeah. I imagine, I imagine, like, visually, that guy still puts it on. Yeah. Like, his music videos were always awesome. That was the thing that always struck out with me, was that it was just the, the, the insane visuals on what he would do in those. It's like, can he even make that translate into a concert? And I got to imagine that he puts the effort into that. Yeah. So, again, that is happening on December 16th. Get tickets at oldschoolnight.com. And uh, where's your shop at? Uh, it's on 38th, right next to the Tacoma Mall. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tsunami Tattoo. Yes, okay. Next door. That's and we're awesome. building a new store directly next door that is going to be an experience. Right now I have a 13,000 pound tree being constructed, all welded chain. It's all welded wow. chain where you can walk through it. It's going to be it's going to be an experience. It looks like a giant willow tree. It just it's awesome, man. That's it so great. cool. It goes 15 feet up in the air. Two five trees. It's got to have a big tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not two five sapling. Nope. <laughs> Do you guys know who Curtis Young is? Yeah, well, you, you mentioned uh, Dr. Dre's kid. Dr. Yeah. Dre's first son. I did not realize that he's doing music as well. Oh, yeah. He's okay. dude. He sounds like him, looks like him. I mean, he's the full package. I think all the, the NWA guys could have their kids just create NWA Junior. Oh, that's, that's up and that's coming. Of course. Wait. <laughs> yeah, Every right? brilliant idea I have, someone else generation. thought of it a like, year before. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's part of our goal, you know, trying to bring the old school with the new school and my vision would be someday to be able to have them battling against each other on one stage oh, get, get the amazing. next generation <laughs> I noticed how you, 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 uh, Rich I gotta talk to our boy Rich over here because uh, Rich is uh, the, the guy who gets us to and fro Brett finally met Rich on the party bus yeah I, I, um, I mostly I, remember Rich and uh, Rich was very thankful for my wife's uh, breakfast cupcakes I'm still loving those things <laughs> Rich is a man who drives, uh, we talk about Lion Pride party buses all the time on this podcast, and I'm on the air as well. We've had so many great experiences. BJ finally got to experience yeah. it at the, at the last <laughs> event, and he, we, we, on the next morning, he was just talking about how crazy it was. He's like, yeah, and this guy comes up to me in a tie-dye shirt and says, you want to check out the bus? And oddly enough, Rich is still wearing that tie-dye shirt. He never changed it. It's amazing. It's a different one. I got I two. I know. It was a t-shirt, <laughs> I think, the last time. Yeah, it was. Um, as a bus driver, I have to ask you, because, I mean, you've been stuck with my buddies and us being idiots. What's been one of the weirder things that has happened while you've been on the bus? Because you're like the one sober guy. 
You're the guy that keeps everything in order. You know, poor guy. I, I, right? Every everyone I've had has been great. I've never had a problem. You kind of judge. Oh, the funniest one was. Well, it helps that you're a super nice guy. I, I had a helps. bunch of people on the bus, yeah. and I told them, I said, okay, house rules, no tobacco, no cigarettes, because it stinks. You can smoke all the pot you want. Yeah. And the bus is 45 feet long, and we have a screen door between my part and back. Right. Five minutes later, they come back. Can we get some ventilation? I go, sure. I opened up the door. I couldn't see the back of the bus. It's like Cheech and Chon live. They smoked that thing out in five minutes. It was, I literally couldn't Hot see the back. And box. so I went back there, turned ventilation, came back up to the front. My voice was hoarse. These guys just, wow. they just annihilated the bus. It was so cool. <laughs> what the hell were they bringing on the bus? Well, Jesus. they're just doing dabs and pot and just everything. When I oh, said cars. they could smoke, boy, they just cars. lit it up. <laughs> Sheesh, yeah. Those dabs, man, they are dangerous when you're going, uh, going up with pros. Yeah. Yeah. And every time we've been at any event, it's always fun seeing people come, like, especially the the, 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 the people who listen to our podcast are always like, they want to see what that inside of that bus is because we've talked oh, about it yeah. so much. And the last time, what was it? Uh, the, the Luigi's party. Yeah, it was your uh, uh, the anniversary party or yeah. your birthday. Yeah. No, anniversary party. It was the anniversary yeah. party. The birthday party I don't remember very much. But no. I appreciate you getting me home safe. <laughs> that was the highlight of my night. It's like 4.30 in the morning. Finally, like we dropped off all of my buddies. I yeah. think we spent like about fifteen minutes cleaning up the bus because I'm I'm like wasted. I'm like, no, Rich, I'm not gonna let you do this by yourself. <laughs> and that took a little bit of time. And next yeah, thing right. you know, I'm getting blown up by my wife uh, via text, and she's just like, uh, I'm waking up, and you're still not home. Is everything okay? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, babe, I'm everything's <laughs> great. What are you talking about? <laughs> We're pulling in right now. Where are you like, at? I was like, just twenty minutes earlier, I could have beat that. I could have been in bed. She would have no idea what time I got home, and she would have been like, "What time did you get home?" I don't know. I lost track. Two ish. No. <laughs> Two ish. So that's what happens when you have an early g- riser like my wife. I know. It's like she gets up at four thirty in the morning on a Saturday. What I the hell? Too. Gotta go do that yoga. Same here. God. Obsessed with that hot yoga. Obsessed. Every day. Sometimes my wife goes twice. <laughs> really? Yep. Damn. Have you tried it? Hell no. Seems to see coming. Very nice. Yeah. I've, I've debated it, and I even brought it up to her once, and she's like, no. She's like, you don't have any ability to control gas when you're in yoga. And yoga makes you fart. Right. So all the chicks that are doing yoga, it's of course, they're just all farting roses. And the last thing she wants is... that is, what they're doing? Well, you call it a fart at that yeah, point? Yeah. Right. There's another name for that, isn't there? <laughs> that would be funny if it was just that. <laughs> all different <Yeah>. roses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just know you're not getting in. You know you're not getting any before they go to yoga. That's a good point, dude. You're I don't. Right. I don't want the air inside of me, honey. That's probably why they go early in the morning. Yep. Because it's like, let me get that out of the way, and then we can get Randy when I get home. Exactly, <laughs> Randy. But she's like, dude, there's no way. And my wife calls me, dude. That's I never, dude, had, dude, brah. <laughs> she's like, there's no way I'm letting you into that room because I know that you won't be able to hold a fart back, and it would clear the entire. Because I'm a dude. A dude yeah. fart's gonna be way worse. I Absolutely. would imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. I kind of want to go because of that. Yeah, though. right? I yeah. mean, that's just the one, like, you just got to make... <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not the... No, it's like it goes and goes. And get, with each stretch, it keeps going. Oh, that's <laughs> you so got, funny. It, I got a story for you on that one. <laughs> tell me, tell yeah, me. Yeah, oh, do it, I was do it. in elementary school with my buddy Travis Lund. He, uh, he literally had a minute and 20 seconds. Got kicked out of class. The whole classroom was laughing. I mean, I could not. I've never heard a fart that long in my entire life. That's impressive. <laughs> That's where the teacher is just—you could see her face just getting redder and redder because the whole class. She kicked him out, dude. He was in Saturday school for a month for that fart. Yep, worth it. 
You're talking about it like like you're talking about it 20 years later. Legend. Worth it. Like I don't even know Travis, and I kind of want to meet him. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know what I mean, like that, is he a guy that still can pull that kind of crap off? He, he, the guy who orders two plates, skinny guy orders two I meals. Like oh, he just to puts eat. it away every Dude, that's, time. That's like thrill from the men's room. The guy is. I don't know what six four. Yeah, right around the six four six five something. Maybe one eighty. Oh, just a big old beanpole, and he, and he looks like he works out. Like he, like because we've played shows before. He plays bass. I play drums, and so he likes to play without a shirt. And he looks ripped. Like he's at the gym maybe four or five times a week. No, nope. never goes anywhere near the gym. Vegetables is like a curse word in his household. He's manorexic. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> that, manorexic. That, maybe that's it. The dude is like, he, and he puts down food like a freaking champ. And I'm like, if I look at a hot dog, I get five more pounds onto my stomach. And it's not only food, it's booze, too. Uh, yeah, there's that, too. Maybe and that's why. He's a liquid diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Anything else going on in your world, Levi? Saturday, the 17th, the Dope Music Weekend. So so it's the Dope Music uh, Festival going on with Gucci Mane, Meek Mill, Jeremiah, Clem Rashad. Uh, there's a whole other lineup, so it's it's wow. it's, a, it's a double weekend. Mickey Mill is awesome. I didn't know that's all, dude. That's the following night. That's Saturday, and then uh, of course, then uh, we got our, our annual Christmas parties coming up. When's that gonna be? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do an old school house party. I'm kind of bringing the kegger back, right? We're gonna wow. do do the, the old school house party, uh, and I think we're gonna have it at my house. I got the new kitchens going in, so <laughs> so we can we can party at my house again. Nice. Yeah. I can just stumble on back. We can have a couple hundred people there. You know? I was gonna say you guys. Are like Holy practically crap. neighbors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, got a, you can get 100 people up in that? Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to try to. <laughs> I mean, it's 100 midgets, but it's still pretty <laughs> That's even a better party. <laughs> well, dude, I'm really pumped for you guys, and uh, congrats on an incredible lineup for uh, Old School Night. It's going to be just phenomenal, and uh, I will always love to hear these stories about the positives of marijuana culture that are not necessarily talked about because there is that unfortunate... I think in Washington that stigma is slow, is maybe not even slowly, kind of quickly going away, and um, it's cool to see other states now finally legalizing marijuana, which I think yeah, obviously we're a little bit ahead of the curve, but it's nice to see that maybe in a few years, quite possibly all 50 states have legalized it. It's now federally legal, and there's no issues with it, and I mean, I even think about like football players and how much better of a world they could be in if they could just smoke some pot to heal and deal with the pain that they're going through as opposed to popping all these pain meds that are then eventually they become addicted to and then who knows what happens in their future. It's like, I mean, look at the military guys. They're, oh my God, yeah, PTSD. And they're, be. they're they're looking at it, you know, they're smoking and they're. I've, I've just had a conversation with a military gentleman, and he's like, I was on four four or five pills. He's like, I'm down to one pill and I smoke weed. And he goes, it's the best thing I've ever done in my entire life. He's like, it has changed my life and, completely. And I would imagine drastically changed his entire family's life, too, because it's, I mean, as a guy who knows what it's like, I mean, it's not an easy world to be in when you have people in your life that are dealing with PTSD. Yep. Uh, and it's not their fault. Nope. And it's like, it's it's infuriating when you realize what is going, what is being done to help them. And when you hear that story like that, it's like, you just want to hit people upside the head in a very nonviolent way, of course. But <laughs> you want to hit people upside the head and be like, yo, pay attention to what's going on. And there's a, something out there that's just being grown that could help these guys as opposed to in a, a, a laboratory 
how do we not embrace that first? It's crazy that we even have to have that conversation. You know, it's a seeded plant. I mean, if you're religious in any way, I give to all the the seeded plants. Yeah. You know, there's a reason that plant is here. It was here before any of us. Mm-hmm. And it's proven its value. And it's, we just got to educate. Think about like it in this way. Like I just, when we're talking about this, I thought about it. like, imagine like we were in a world where like everybody like looked down upon anyone who wanted to enjoy vegetables. And they're like, I'd rather you <laughs> eat processed food. Oh, everyone was thrilled? But you know what I mean? Like, like imagine like us having to bang a drum and champion the good cause of vegetables as opposed to, no, we're telling you processed food is not the way to go. Marijuana is the vegetables. Smoke your vegetables, kids. Wait, over 18. Yeah. 21. 21. I know. See, this is why I don't have a shop. Maybe in Canada you can go over 19. I don't know. But hey, I, we could talk forever about it. I appreciate you guys swinging by as always. And Chad, good luck to you. And thank you for doing everything that you're doing. And Levi, you know I love you. Yeah. I love you guys. <laughs> you're pretty damn cool. I love you guys so much. I brought you guys uh, some free tattoos and some Vuber vape what? pens. Sweet. Yeah, I brought uh, some Vuber vape batteries. They say Lion Pride music on them. That and, is cool. And then I got some tattoos from Maple Valley Tattoo to give you. Leave oh, with you guys yeah. too. Oh, thank you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Appreciate that. Let's get stoned and tatted, Rev. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's do our voicemails, our emails, and our text messages. Which one of I just like that one so much. <laughs> Dude, I know. Ziggy! Ziggy! I don't know why. I always say his name like as if it's a Murder City Devil song. I'm like, Ziggy! <laughs> There's a song where he, he says it like that. Spencer does. Ziggy! Uh, Ziggy! If you're ever able to and you still have the rough tracks of all that, can you re-edit it so it says the mix cast? <laughs> I know it's very selfish of us. It totally is. Do it. <laughs> Rev, how's your weekend, man? Everything good um, in your world? My weekend was actually pretty chill. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh, the old wife ski got uh, some of her tattoo done on Friday, which is why we couldn't make it to the show, because it was a three-hour session yeah. that ended up being stretched out to about six hours. Oh, okay. Because um, she was just... They were taking her time with it, and it's a it's a fill-in on all the color. She's She's got a massive back piece. Yeah. And so for her birthday... Are they wings? Uh, it's a garden. It's a whole garden okay. on her back. Um, and so she uh, she got all of the, uh, the outline work and all that and some of the shading done years ago. And I told her for her... Uh, for Christmas slash birthday this year that I was going to help her get the rest of it done. So she booked her first uh, session uh, that on that last Friday. Took about six hours and got about half of the coloring done. Uh-huh. It looks like she's probably going to have to go back for uh, the other half and then one afterwards. It's... And by the time she got home, it was like 7 o'clock on Friday and she's like... I built this garden for Nice. That's right. Lenny built that garden on her back. <laughs> Sorry. Weird. But uh, yeah, so she wasn't down for a whole lot. So it was helping her out uh, with tattoo maintenance for most of the weekend, really. I hate. I love getting tattoos. I love the feeling when the tattoo is done. I don't yeah. know how Michelle feels about it, but the only part that keeps me from getting it, and I'm working on a giant chest piece that's going to be. As long as you don't have a Brock Lesnar penis sword in down the middle of it, we're Damn okay. It, Rev, I was going to do that. I, I was actually going. I can't abide. It was going to be a tattoo of Brock Lesnar on my chest, and then the tattoo of his chest piece on his chest. Okay, if you do that, I'm in. Yeah. Like, you got to go all the way there. Chest deception. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate the whole. 
it's that, 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 that sticky, oily, like the um, Aquaphor. Like, regular lotion, I don't mind, like, after the first week. Yeah. That first week of applying that, like, m- like... That, that that thicker lotion is the worst. She has some stuff now that it's almost like uh, it almost looks like mousse. Okay, uh, and it's the stuff given to her by her tattoo artist, and it's a lot better than the stuff because I know what you're talking about because yeah. we had used that stuff before the first time she did it, and it's gnarly. Um, and I love how every tattoo artist has a different remedy yeah. that they say is like from the witch hazel stuff to the <laughs> aquaphor to this type of stuff, and it's always funny. Like there's no set yeah. proper thing. It's just it, it's case by case. It was it was that mousse, but then it was also um, uh, uh, diaper rash cream. Oh, like a. D, I guess it what it is, and it's. Please tell me she told you to go to the store to buy it for her. No, she already got it. So God, I don't need to be buying that stuff. If the, someone notices it's me, it's like, why are you buying that? It's you, like, uh, no reason. You got to step it up and get a diaper rash cream and a box of condoms, <laughs> and just <laughs> just preparing, you know, and just lick your lips the entire time <laughs> that they're ringing you up. Yuck! Like weird sling blade oh, pervert, and that mm-hmm. stuff smells so weird. Diaper rash cream? Yeah, I don't know. It just it. And it's just, well, like, it's something that I haven't ever uh, smelled since uh, I had to help take care of my brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that was 30, no, 20-something years ago. Like, uh-huh. it was a long time ago. So, this is, it's just... You mean you're not changing diapers just for on, on the nope, rag? Nope, <laughs> no? nope, nope. We finally, I mean, we've got, I've got a niece who's four <laughs> years old now that we will now actually start babysitting um, because she's toilet trained. Oh, so as soon as they, yeah, like, yeah, and that was that was the she deal. Can use the with, crapper, she can come over. Absolutely, I like your rules, oh, dude. I don't need to deal with that in my life. All right, it's just no. Ugh. Speaking of tattoos, I do want to give a, a shout out to the fine folks over at Maple Valley Tattoo. Uh, Levi came in and uh, dropped off a couple gift cards that uh, yeah. that I'm going to turn into uh, Christmas gifts. Nice. I'm just I'll pass them on to Vicky. <laughs> I know Vicky gets a lot of tattoos and. Um and, and our boy Danny V as well. Oh I, yeah, so he maybe, just got a tattoo. Yeah, I know. I noticed that. So <laughs> I think everyone notices it because he decides to wear his pants up. Yeah, he wears the skinny jeans and he does the cuff curl. Yeah, to show and, up the new tattoo. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the tattoos are painful. I know. You want to kind of give them some air, right? I don't uh, know. How sure. <laughs> it's funny because he got it and he's uh, is I mean, it's the people we work with, Steve. You are you're over forty, right? I'm forty one. Two, I okay. think. <laughs> I'm almost 40. 74, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, 42. Yeah, 42, yeah. Yep, yep. It, it took us a while there. We you do- know that's a sad state of life when <laughs> we, you're now forgetting how old you are. There's a brick of silence right here while we were trying to figure out the math on that, right. by the way. Yes. But he just hit 30, yep. and his tattoo is uh, like a skull, and it says 30, and it's like rip 30. Yeah, rest in peace 30. Oh my guys. I don't understand that. Uh, Oh, so he's now he's done because he hit 30. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Wouldn't you get rest in peace 20 because your 20s are over? I could see that too, but I think, yeah, just the milestone marker of being 30. We could ask him and have conversations with him, maybe. Or we could just make our own speculation. That is kind of fun. I feel like he was drunk and forgot how old he was. (laughs) Anyways, thanks to MapleValleyTattoo.com if anyone wants to give him information. They didn't ask for any plugs, but Levi brought these. I I, I feel bad if we didn't give him a little love. That's really cool (laughs) that these guys dropped out some gift cards for all of us. And then the Vuber boys as well. Uh, Levi Lion, and he's got his Lion Pride brand vaporizer. Batteries. Those are super cool. Yeah. Love them. That is pretty badass. Um, so why don't we just do some uh, emails, some voicemails, and some text messages for everybody out there. We'll start off with a voicemail. Hey, you know what pisses me off? What? When people say, I learned the hard way. I think you say, you know what pisses me off when people say, you know what pisses me <laughs> off? You know what grinds my gears? 
Don't they mean the easy way? If I want to know if that burner on the stove is hot, don't you just touch it? Isn't that the easy way? Wouldn't the hard way be to research it, look it up in a book, ask a bunch of questions? Sounds like work to me. Another one that pisses me off uh-huh. is O and zero. He asked for a phone number. Somebody says, oh, eight four O, 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 O. Have you ever heard anybody say LMN zero? I don't think so. Anyway, there's my vent. Hawknado out. Love you guys. Thanks, Hawknado. <laughs> that moment brought to you by 25 Trees, a marijuana shop in Tacoma. The O and Stoner zero doesn't thoughts. bother me at all. But, no, I uh, say 206 all the time. Yeah. Doesn't everybody? I thought so. It's... Too much work to say 206. It's an extra syllable, man. I still got it one day when I'm in the room with BJ and he's dealing with a telemarketer or some kind of person on another end of the phone where he needs to give them information like his email address, his, his last name, whatever it may be. BJ goes through like letter, ver- like he get, comes up with a word to correspond with that first letter. So it'll be like, you know, what's your name? BJ Shea. That's B as in boy, J as in Joseph, S as in Steve, H as in Harry, E as in... He doesn't exaggerate, and he doesn't use like the uh, uh, like the the I don't know I forget the name of it, but he used the Charlie Foxtrot no. Kilo. He doesn't use that no term. Like, he'll be like I as in Iraq, and I'm like Iraq. I'm not even kidding. Like he legit one time <laughs> said I as in Iraq. I'm like I don't know, man. I don't know if that's the right one to use. Like they might flag you for something. I maybe not. T as in terrorist. You know. B as in bomb. <laughs> S is in suicide. <laughs> what are you trying to do here? Just get it on a watch list. Don't bother me. I'm just trying to spell my name, man. I don't know why you guys are reading into it. <laughs> All right, let's check out another voicemail. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Hi, Steve. It's mostly inaudible. It's us. You know, it really grinds my gears. Oh, it's oh us. Jesus. Well, here's Glenn. Glenn's on the podcast because last week we left ourselves a voicemail. Those guys on the MIGS cast, you're laughing one minute, then the next minute they're all like, oh, someone made fun of me, boo-hoo, poor me. Right. And then- <laughs> the entire extinguisher yeah. salesperson, I do not take yeah. this very lightly. Please discontinue your hey. fire extinguisher abuse. One of them is so unprofessional, he'll just leave and go poop. The other one is having sex with his dogs, and the other one's yeah. threatening violence. Oh, yep, yeah, I did leave and go poop. The oh. people who write, write funny comments you on know, his Facebook page. I want you to know that the world of vacuum cleaner sales is dangerous, which is why I'm armed, and I don't appreciate you making fun of the peril that I put myself <laughs> through as a vacuum cleaner salesman. <laughs> Love the show. <laughs> Stay positive. That's why we got to email this to myself. Uh, it's a, a message from Lloyd. I just want to say, hey, what's up, Lloyd? Appreciate you guys listening. It's on the uh, MixCast Facebook page. He says, I just finally listened to this week's podcast at work in the wee hours of the morning. I just want to say thanks to Steve, Glenn, and the Rev for being my therapist. Oh. I'm older than all of you guys, but your personal serious stories and hilarious stories always make me feel better, especially last night. I can definitely relate to what's being said about how other people trolling and negativity can crush your spirit. You guys rock, and thank you again. You guys do a lot more good than you think. Probably for more, for way more listeners than me. I was also inspired by the voicemail from the guy with the wife banging the doctor. Relationship problems <laughs> started. Suck. That was the worst, man. Like on so many levels, a doctor banging his patient who's married. Yeah, everything about it was wrong. Yeah. But hey, honestly, Rev, I wish you were there for uh, the big show for Matt Coke's per- oh, party because it was very the parts I do remember about Migs Fest. It reminded me a lot of that in that a all the bands up on stage were completely on board with like just there was like a communal vibe like you could tell these bands liked each other they were all watching each other jamming out to their music and i met a lot a lot of listeners uh to the mix cast that 
came up and said, you do not, just like that guy, you don't realize what you do for me. And I'm like, so cool. And my response every time was, well, you don't realize what you do. And I speak for all of us, but for me as well, but you don't realize what you do for us. Like the fact that what we do makes people feel better about whatever it is that they're going through in turn makes us feel better about the stupid things that we're going through. So it's just like this weird circle of love and, 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 it's cool. It's very yeah. cool. And, I, and and it's been like super negative on the internet lately. Oh my god, when is it not? Yeah, right? But it and, and it just seems that you can't get away from that. So being able to come in here for just a couple of hours and it's just us BSing and yep. for the most part staying away from the internet unless we're trying to look something up feverishly while we have no idea what's going on. Right. We can have a release and escape from that sort of thing. And if we're helping you guys, that's great. But like for the most part, I don't really <laughs> like, think that's about great. that. I'm selfish it's just for me screw you guys it kind of is and i feel bad about that but at the same point um it feels good to be able to say hey we can talk about our problems and there's people out there who can identify with what we're talking about as well so you're telling me that when we go on the internet searching for things on during this podcast, it's for stupid reasons. I thought when I search for things like this, it's oh, for well, good everybody's reasons. Everybody's heard about the bird. Back to the bird. Bird, bird, bird. The bird's a word. I will a bird, bird, bird. The bird is a word. I will a bird, bird, bird. But what you don't see is Steve actually jamming out to this song. It's a freaking awesome song. Well, a bird, bird, bird. The bird is a word. I will a bird, bird. The bird's a word. I will a bird, bird. It always makes me think of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, though. Bird lady. <laughs> um, we got an email that says, uh, you know, I'm going to save this one for when Glenn's here. It's about local music, and I feel like it would make more sense if he's here for that. Totally. Uh, we got a text. At the end of the intro, Ziggy's saying, God bless America. Oh. Oh. Uh, another guy just said, after this week's podcast, I want to send you guys a quick message on how blank and awesome you guys are. I never miss a podcast. The message you guys bring every week is something that isn't present enough in today's world. Stay positive and keep doing what you're doing. We will absolutely do that. I just thought of something because of how awesome we are. We did oh. <laughs> make the number five in the best of Western Washington, and we didn't even realize it was going on. Wait, so I have no... I went on their website actually about, I think, two days ago to try and find out where it we... It was such a pain in the ass. The new way that they do the best of Western Washington, which was... In a, it was very unintentional that we forgot to bring it up. Like it was like, oh, we just forgot. But I remember when I first got the email saying, "Hey, it's back," and I went on there just to kind of mm-hmm. see what it was all about. Maybe like change the logo. I got so frustrated and confused by the new layout. Yeah, that I just said, "F it, I don't care. I don't even want to put in the effort. I just want to." Be, and I didn't even want to lead people to that website because it was just so stupid. It would just piss people off trying to get to it. So then after the, the the voting ended, I'm like, I don't know where we ended up on the best of Western Washington. I know it's over. I have no idea even who came in first. I don't. I don't. I. I just was looking for us. Right. Just because getting through all of that. First off, I had to go to figure out the layout. I was going through everything. So like all of the best automotive stores. Yeah. The best place to play piano in a park. Like all these. Trapper Sushi. They won Best of Western Washington. They did. I only found that out because I was trying to find out where we ended up. And I ended up on that page. (laughs) You're right. It was such a pain in the ass. And finally I got to like the the best podcast and I saw a couple that I didn't recognize. Uh, I saw I saw uh, Heisen Burbank up back up there, so I know that he's doing it again. Okay, I mean, maybe he's not even. Like, he could be, have done the same exact thing as we did. Yeah, I have a feeling he probably didn't put any effort into it because if he puts effort into it, he's going to win. Yeah, as much as like you know, we we goof about ha ah, Luke Burbank. It's like at the end of the day, he's got a strong following. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, 
I'm not, I wouldn't say it's unfair, but it kind of is because his following is huge in like New York yeah. and other and, and Seattle too. It's not like I'm downplaying the fact that it's huge in other, but it's funny be, and not that I'm complaining because if, if people in New York wanted to vote for our podcast, I would have been completely fine with that. But yeah. like, I think he gets a lot of votes outside of Western Washington. So if it's he, kind of like, yeah. how is that really the best of Western Washington? If he does a signal boost on that, it's, uh, it's mammoth. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, we managed to get fifth place with, N- no Zero. work. What's yeah? Absolutely, like negative work because yeah. we <laughs> just who, didn't who even. Bring, who knows what we could have done if we tried? Right. Maybe next year we'll try again. Maybe not. I don't care. I don't know. You already got the piece of paper. Honestly, you've done it. You're out. You're done. I just wanted it once. <laughs> I wanted to be one of those guys that wins the championship and then retires. If they gave out championship belts, mm-hmm. I would say yes. Every year, keep that title. F yeah, because we all want one. Yeah, but you, you got a piece of paper that works out. It's framed, and I can now Photoshop it to put this year. Yeah, every year I can just put Ooh. a post-it note over the year. That'd be funny, but I think. If I remember correctly, the podcast that came in in first was a Seahawks-related podcast done by the guy who does a uh, Hawk Blogger. Uh, I, I, yes, his yeah, great. that's right. Yeah, I, I really do enjoy like his analysis about the Seahawks. So I'm more good than, on you then. Yeah. Great, yeah. Of course, his name completely escapes me right now. I know his name, but I just can't remember it now. Cause, <laughs> of course, because we put you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, thanks for everybody who did vote. Like, yeah, and continue to do so next year. <laughs> You remember? We may, yeah, we may remember. We may remember. We may not. Yeah, not. Uh, do we want? This is a good question. See, I feel like a lot of these would be good with Glenn here. Why don't we just do some more voicemails and we'll just wrap it up? I okay. mean, honestly, like it's a weird day. It is, and it's it's hard to be funny. Yeah, I'm trying. I, and it's you, you, there's some moments at that point, but you still get back to that somber moment where we're missing an integral part of huge the part podcast. Of podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he really came in and just kicked the door down on this podcast. And I'm not saying that for as a, a down to down the Toppy and Nick who we obviously still love and I, hey, I wish they still were here. Mm-hmm. Um as, as far as I can say and talk about that kind of a thing. Yeah, right. But Glenn came in and just like made something that I felt was very awesome and made it awesomer. Even when we're kind of weary and down, he's his energy is always able to, Yeah, and it's able just to bring us like it makes us rise up to his level. I agree. I, I agree. When you got somebody like that, how how are you not in a good mood? And so the fact that I know that he's not having a good time at this very moment is it, it's heartbreaking, it's, man. It, it, it's heavy. It's heavy. So let's do a couple more voicemails and then uh hopefully you guys sat through this and then, uh, <laughs> There we go. It really irritates me when they one-up you. Like, it makes them feel awesome. Like, you're just like, oh, yeah, I uh, went to Vegas last weekend. Oh, yeah, I've been there two times. Yeah, it's pretty great. Like, uh, really? Really? Like, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Story toppers. I hate them, too. You know, I used to be guilty of that and not intentionally. I just thought we're having a conversation with some friends. Someone shared a story and... I, I didn't mean for it to sound better, but like maybe just because what we've been so lucky enough to do here at work, like it'd be like, blah, 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 blah. oh yeah, I remember a time I was in the studio with the guys in Weezer. And, yeah. And then the guy would look at me like, you're a dick. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't get it, man. I'm just like, I'm excited about your story. Why aren't you excited about my story? And then I realized, oh, I'm one up in the guy and I didn't even mean to. So I'm trying to be more aware of that yeah. in, in life. It, it's hard when I, I've always been guilty of that because I don't want to be that person. I, I, it's weird that, you know, we do, you know, the radio show and the podcast and stuff because I don't generally like to be the center of attention. And so I always feel like I'm I don't like to be that. the center of attention more. 
Well, I, I, I don't like right I don't like it to be even more. Oh, but it gets to that Shoot. point where you're like story. Are you story topping or are you uh, just trying to identify with the person and be like, oh, I have this common bond right. with you. Wait, where's the line? Yeah. You know what I mean? Can I think the line is if your story is better than theirs, then you've crossed the line. And sometimes it's better just to be kind of vague, I guess, maybe about it. Be like, oh, I met this guy at the show and it was great and amazing. Be like, oh, yeah, he's a great guy. He's cool, too. I was able to see him once as well. And maybe just not go crazy with details. If they push for it and they want to ask about it more and have some fun with it, then maybe you can. But then at least that way it's not coming out with, I've got a better story than you, right away. I, I've tried to do this and it's a silly way of thinking, but when my buddies, I'm hanging out with some buddies and we're just BSing, I try and think in the back of my head, just let that guy shine. Like This is mm-hmm. his story. Mm-hmm. This is his moment. I might have a story that goes hand in hand with what he's talking about, but at times, I'll just be like, you know what? I don't need to share it. Like, there's yeah, and nobody is telling me to share it. Like, if someone said, "Hey, Steve, what about your time that that happened?" Then yeah, okay. But just because I have a story doesn't mean I have to share it. And I'm trying to be better at that. It's hard because you want to be able to talk about the awesome things that you've done, mm-hmm. uh, and I suck at small talk. So <laughs> yeah, if right? I have yeah. a story and it actually can be part of small talk, I want to use it because otherwise I'm just looking at the person, staring at them blankly, like I don't know what else to say. Crap. I uh, we actually did manage to go like out. Pudding. <laughs> we managed to uh, uh, the wife and I did go out to uh, El Corazon on Sunday. They had the morning market, which is M O U R I N G. It's like it was a, like a goth flea market, and this is like the last time they were doing it. And, and you, you need platform shoes. You need pants with buckles on them. You need the you need masks that look like animals or basically yeah. It, what it, kind of animals? Uh, I think it was like a wolf or a jackal. All right, like it's it, it was very interesting. Interesting, but like chokers, leather, some really cool stuff, all sorts of arts and crafts and stuff. Did you get that choker you were looking for? Oh yes, absolutely. Nice. Now Did I totally forgot. One? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Is it one of those Swarovskis. A what? And that 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 like. I don't know. It's something my wife said. Never mind. It's a crystal. Oh. Swarovski. You could get crystals there. I do remember that. Some new stockings, too. Yeah. And now I totally forgot what, what the the point of that was. You went to the flea oh, market yeah. so for we met, so we, Yeah. We saw uh, saw some friends there. It's just uh-huh. the small talk thing. Uh, yeah. We're getting back to that, where it's we see some friends, and it's like, oh, hug. Hey, how you doing? Oh, great. And then we just stood there for like 30 seconds looking around. We're like, all right, good to see you, and just moved on. It was like, I... It's cool to see you. I don't small talk. I, I can't. How do you tactfully tell somebody I have no interest in what you're talking about, which maybe for people, you know, like we were at a bar the other day, myself and my buddy, and we're talking and someone overheard us talking about whiskey. And then all of a sudden they wanted to share information about distilleries mm-hmm. and how easy it is, but expensive it is to get your, like, it's like $1,200 to get a license. And they're going into like super excessive detail about distilleries and how they work and how you can make one, and all the steps, and neither one of us had any interest in how to make bourbon. See, this we were just doing a, taking a shot of bourbon because it was delicious. It was uh, the heritage bourbon, um, Ooh, brown sugar. Yes. Oh, whoa. Yeah, that went down nice. <laughs> but yeah, you don't want to know the nuts and bolts about it. You just want a shot. I just wanted to think. Yeah, like sometimes you just want to drink something. I don't need to know the. But you know that person was so passionate, and I like talking to people who are passionate about whatever. Mm-hmm. But like. We were in the middle of a conversation, and now we're having a long story with a random stranger who's not even sitting with us. They're yelling from across another table. 
their their explanation about how he's able to make a distillery. And I'm like looking at him and I'm like, I don't know how to tactfully tell you to please stop talking. Yeah, I don't know that either. Usually my savior is the conversation wingman and my wife because she has no problem with being like like engaging with people. Okay. Like I have I Go mean, talk to him, Michelle. And it's kind of yeah. But she she eagerly goes for a lot of those, especially after if she's had a shot. And oh, she's okay. more than happy to engage in talk, and I can just sit back and maybe interject once in a while. Yeah, because I have the social skills of somebody who played video games almost all of their life. Because guess what, I did. No and, way. Yeah, and so I don't have any idea how to do that either. It's a lot of times I'd be like, "All right, cool," and then just turn around, like mm-hmm. not face them or look at them and be like, "Cool story, man. I'm gonna go talk over here now." Oh, I don't know how right. It's gonna work. And I'm out. Yeah, I don't know how to do that either. So uh, maybe some advice from uh, the the Migsaholics out there. Yes, <laughs> or the douches. <laughs> uh, let's take another voicemail. Hey guys, uh, so there's a Coheed and Cambria song called "The Final Cut," and since uh, "Welcome Home" by Coheed and Cambria is your intro, yep. Uh, I was wondering if you guys could listen to that song. Uh, I wasn't really talking about uh, the Pink Floyd. I was just kind of relating it to Pink Floyd and then Led Zeppelin's Since I've Been Loving You. Okay, so I remember this from last time. Yeah. He recommended, because he said, he brought up Coheed and Cambria. He then said, hey, check out the final cut. And I just searched for it and found the final cut by Pink Floyd and just made my own connection to a story that wasn't even there well yeah so funny Uh, we'll finish the voicemail but yeah he's right and i grabbed it there is an actual coheed and cambria song (laughs) called the what's called the willing well for colon the final cut Uh, damn band in their fancy titles oh yeah that song is uh great and i as it all enjoy it and i'm sure you're gonna pause it once i start playing this but it yep pausing it right now (laughs) Beautiful. Oh, I think he's trying to play it for us. Pro tip, guys, this never works. This never works. That's probably the best quality from a phone that we've heard. We can actually hear that it's music. Right. Yeah, I'm going to have to pause it because we're not going to be able to hear that. So why don't we actually play the version (laughs) through speakers? Cody and Cambria, oh, I can't play. I'm pausing everything. They're, <laughs> they're very polarizing. People either are obsessively in love with this band or they think they're the most unlistenable group of guys ever, which is kind of like our podcast. Yeah, yeah. I like them a lot. I like them because they wrote comic books. I mean, their music is great too. Right. But in its immediately know that it's Coheed and Cambria as well. His voice is like it's it's like the emo alt-rock version of Getty Lee from Rush. Which is funny because Rush is pretty polarizing too. Yep. Because I hate him. And it's crazy because 
If you don't know what the guy that sings in Coheed and Cambria looks like, he does not look anything like his voice. It sounds like, I mean, we're talking about Danny V, a little a little twiggy emo kid. Right! Like, super skinny, that's what you're picturing, but he's like, he kind of looks like he should be in the Melvins. Nice. He's got the big hair. These guys have too. Yeah. It's funny, I mentioned the Melvins. I should play you this Melvin song. It's um Melvin just put out a Christmas song. Are you ready for this? Sure. It's called Carol of the Bells. Sounds very Christmassy so far. It's exactly what you expect from the Melvins. Here it comes. Voicemail. <laughs> Another thing that really ticks me off, Uh-oh. one of the most vile habits on earth, chew tobacco. I get it, I've tried it, it's a buzz, but honestly, it has the nastiest byproduct anyone in this oh. world has ever seen. If you have a spit cup, throw it the f*** away. Alright. Yes. You're anti-spit cubbing? Oh, I'm anti-chewing. Chew. Yeah. Uh, the only person I've known in recent memory to do it around was Ted. Yeah, Ted used to. He doesn't anymore. Yeah, yeah, and it was just that. It's just like, or if you go to like a casino and you got the you got the guy sitting right next to you, just spitting into the cup, and it just it it gets back those 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 just terrible memories. And it wasn't even a spit cup, but I was little, and um, as a responsible grandparent, uh, my you were a grandparent when no, you were little? my oh. grandpa would uh, always let me have sips of his beer because oh yeah I, I was, know where this story's going yeah and so it was right before we were about to go do something and I was very little and I saw a beer can decided oh I'm gonna chug it and as a little kid and it was nothing but cigarette butts and ashes oh nasty spit. I mean, is a million times worse than that because it's someone else's saliva. It's a combo platter. And it's just all of that. Oh, oh. See, I I don't have an issue with people who chew because I'm around people who chew all the time. Like, I used to, like, eh, but in the the hockey world, like, I think. Really? Oh, it's huge. Huge. Everyone's dipping. And I'm, like, probably 
I'm one of the few guys on my team that doesn't chew. Yeah, it's just so it's like cool. I'm at this point now where it doesn't even phase me because I'm I'm around it so much, and you know, obviously they're not like spitting on the ground. I, I, every once in a while, sometimes on the ice, you'll just see a wad of chew. Oh, I would lose my mind. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah, did you have to do that? Ugh. Ah. How are we supposed to skate over that? Oh, oh yeah, I'm almost dry heaving here. <laughs> Just thinking about it. <laughs> well, that's a good way to end this podcast. <laughs> Me dry heaving. Hey, big thanks again to uh, Levi and Chad for coming in to talking about old school night at the Dome. Oh, yeah, sounds awesome. Buster Rhyme, snap your finger, break your neck. <laughs> um, he's going to be there. DMX, E40, Method Man, Red Man, Too Short, Cocaine, Farside, The Brat, a few of the guys from uh, Digital Underground, Curtis Young as well. If you're into the hip-hop world, this is definitely the show for you, and it's at the Tacoma Dome on Friday, December 16th. That's a Friday. So Friday. So Friday. So Friday. Oldschoolnight.com. <laughs> and then uh, shout out also to Chad's uh, recreational pot shop, uh, shop25trees.com. That's shop2, the number two, the number five, trees.com. And they're on 38th Street in Tacoma. Lots of cool pot shops in Tacoma. We got our boys. Uh, we got to talk eventually about our boy, uh, uh, Xander's. It used oh, to be Rainier yeah. on Pine. They, they they've just done it up real nice too. Oh yeah, have you been have you been in there? I, I did get a tour. It's amazing. It is amazing. So at some point in the near future, we'll have to get our boy Donnie on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love that guy, and it, it's a great shop as well. There's just that's the cool thing. It's like seems to be like coffee shops. I know I'm talking over. <laughs> Start it over. We'll just and it's just one of those days, man. <laughs> it's one of those days. <laughs> The best part is now I'm just going to say goodbye, and now we're going to have a really long <laughs> thing going. That's okay. Everyone loves it. Hey, next week on the cast, our friend Red. Nice. Making her triumphant return. That's right. It's that time of the month for Red the Stripper. Wow. I'm going to do that every month. I can tell. Because she will be on every month. <laughs> so it'll be a big holiday extravaganza. I'm hoping that uh, our boy Glenn will be back. Um, and like we've already said on nauseum, but I'd like to say it again, our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody who was impacted by the loss of a great man from the local music scene. Man, I was very supportive of all the bands. Joel Eggert, him and his family, you're in our thoughts, you're in our prayers. Uh, and we only hope that everybody who's listening gets through this and seeks out the comfort of their friends because that's the best way to be able to handle this is through friends and family Mm -hmm. to pick you back up. All right, so Rev, we'll be back next week with Glenn, hopefully, and also Red the Stripper. So until then, thank you for listening and stay positive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.